I'm in a dream. I'm nothing like the others. I own this world. This game was meant for you, William. But you must play it alone. Where is the center of the maze? Welcome to a very, very special Way Out Westworld. We were incredibly lucky to get to chat to one of our favourite actors on the show, Lewis Hertham, whose character of Peter Abernathy is not only incredibly pivotal to the series so far, but who I'm sure you'll agree's acting has been absolutely outstanding. Lewis was very, very gracious with his time. We've talked about lots of things within the show, up to season two, episode four. So be very careful if you haven't caught up yet. Um, we chatted about his first time on set, going face to face with Sir Anthony Hopkins, and just exactly how much information of what Dallas Corporation is up to he is privy to. So here you go. Here's our chat with Lewis Hertham. I'll just kick off by asking you what, in the first instance, attracted you to this role of Peter Abernathy. Well, oddly enough, I, I wasn't actually reading for. Peter Abernathy, um, uh, what attracted me to the project, uh, and, and I auditioned for it uh, like any other project, what attracted me was the fact that I was a huge fan of the film. Uh, the old, you know, I was a pretty young fellow when that film came out, but it was, um, it was pretty jarring, uh, and it really stuck with me. And I've seen it many times. It's one of those little uh, sort of, a, I would consider it a cult classic that... Um, you know, that I, that I was very familiar with. So when I got the call to do, uh, to come and audition for it, my manager called and he said, we have an audition for you for Westworld. And I'm like, what? I said, is it a remake of the film or is it, what is it? And he goes, it's a TV series from HBO for, um, based on the movie. And I was like, wow. So that, that I was absolutely, uh, you know, uh, over the moon, just, having an opportunity to work on it because then I heard that JJ Abrams was producing Jonah uh, Nolan was, was the creator and Lisa joy whose work, obviously I, I knew and uh, Jerry Weintraub, God bless him. He he's passed since, but he was attached to JJ Abrams. I mean, it's, it was, it was the J HBO. It, it, it couldn't get any better. So there was no real need to be talked into it. Um, but I actually went in to read for a different part. Uh, but every every male actor, and I, I am assuming every female actor who uh, read for hosts, um, did uh, a scene that was basically a version of the Peter Abernathy, Dr. Ford scene. It was completely different characters and different dialogue, but they wanted to see, uh, wanted you to exhibit your ability to be a host. And in my case, uh, glitch, I guess. Yeah. So. And that... Um Am I right in saying that when you got the role and filmed that, that was your first day on set? Actually, the no, the, I did read that somewhere and they, they misunderstood me, I believe. My very first scene, first day, first scene was the one where they put me in cold storage, mm -hmm. where I'm walking through all the naked people, naked. So that yeah. was my welcome to Westworld. So, that is a welcome and a half. I, I mean, it must <laughs> yes, be quite... Well phenomenal to know that you're going to go face to face with Sir Anthony Hopkins. Um, well, 
it it was it um <clears throat> the way that happened uh i mean as far as my realization of it uh when i when i got the role um my my uh i like i said i had read for a different role and uh so i said did i get you know that role and he said no you got peter abernathy and i, I was like well who's peter abernathy he said oh that's the he's the daughter or his daughter is uh, Evan Rachel Wood who's playing the, the lead character. And I went, Oh, fantastic. And uh, he said, and you know, that scene you auditioned with, and I went, right. And he said, that's basically the character. The dialogue will be different, but that's the character that you're playing. And I went, no, wait a minute. As I recall, that scene is with a Dr. Ford. And I read that Anthony Hopkins is playing Dr. Ford. He goes, that's right. And I'm like, wow. So then it kind of sunk in that I was going to have this extraordinary opportunity to work with the, that great man. And it was, it was an extraordinary experience. How did you work up to that moment? It seems, I mean, the the creators of Westworld have really been throwing a lot of crazy, crazy scenes at you recently. I mean, even just the aspect of three different personalities inside one head. How do you work up to that? Well, um, you, you mean the the personalities or the uh, just the the fact that I was working with with Anthony Hopkins? Oh no, the person. So uh, you're working with Anthony Hopkins, but also you're having to convey very different emotions from three yeah. very different. You know, even well, just I, the moment when you glitch and go back to reset, that seems right. that must be difficult to just switch off in an instant. Well, I you know I I I. I I prepared, I had a good bit of time. I think I had, uh, let me see. I had about from the time I, I went in for the first audition and I, I read the part. I did very little glitching cause I didn't know that I was supposed to. Uh, but then I was asked to come back to audition for Lisa Joy and, um, uh, John Papsidera, who was casting director and, but, and his, his associate, uh, Deanna Brigitte, Brigitte asked me to, she, she said, come in, everything is fine that you're doing, but put, you know, create some physicality uh, where, you know, she said, you know, when you get the spinning wheel on your computer, that's what's happening to you. So you're, you're, you just can't quite pull it together. So let us see that struggle between the characters. So I had about a week to prepare for that. So I spent a, a good bit of time doing that. And when it dawned on me that he's also having troubles with an audible uh, performance of speaking uh, as well as physicality, uh, the physicality needed, uh, that's sort of when it all kind of came together when I put the two together and you can hear it, uh, but it's a kind of a breathy <laughs> kind of, kind of thing. And when, when I found that it all just sort of fell into place. So I had about a week before the audition, the audition went very well. But it was another five weeks or so. I, I can't remember, but it was a long time before I found out I got the job, and I I had pretty much forgotten about it. I, you know, as actors, <laughs> you have to you have to. That's what you have to do. You have to. You can't hang on to these things. You do it, and you forget about it. And if you get the call, it's great. And if you don't, you just move on. So yeah. then I found out on. Uh, <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. I. I got a call from my manager on a Thursday and he said, mm -hmm. and he was calling me to tell me that I had not gotten a job on another film. And he said, well, it didn't go our way, Lou. And I'm, I'm like, ah, well, okay, no, no biggie moving on. He goes, but you know, we're, there's still Westworld. And I went, what? <laughs> I said, I'm still in the mix for Westworld. And he said, yep. 
and then silence. And so he's not going to offer any more information. So I said, okay, fine with me. And then the next day he called and I got the job. So that was a Friday. Then I got a call later that day from production saying, hi, Lewis, would you come in on Monday and uh, rehearse with uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins and Jeffrey Wright and Jonah Nolan? And I was like, gulp. <laughs> so uh, we, we, so I'm, I'm, get, I'm actually getting around to your question, believe it or not. Oh, so, you're fine. So meeting uh, Tony, first words out of his mouth when I met Anthony Hopkins was when Jonah introduced me, he said, call me Tony. <laughs> and he, he's uh, such a down-to-earth, uh, humble, beautiful man, incredible, incredible person. So that took a lot of the, you know, anxiety away because he was such a, a wonderful person. And and then I had another, gosh, I don't know, quite a, quite a bit of time, several weeks, I think, before we actually shot the, the scene together. So I was primed and ready to go by then. Uh, it was like, let's go, man. Turn the cameras on and let's do this thing. You must be so pleased that, I mean, a lot of fans quote that scene as the moment that they fell in love with the show, that they knew it was something special. You must be really pleased with the outcome. I, I am. That is so uh, gratifying and humbling. Um, uh, every time I hear that, it just, you know, I, I have to stop and, you know, sort of absorb it and think about, you know, what a fortunate uh, lad I am. Yeah, I think it was definitely the the moment that, yeah, just kind of encapsulated what this ride of Westworld was going to be and going to become, seeing all these different emotions and that, that trigger. How in the know are you about where um, Jonathan <laughs> Nolan and Lisa Joy are taking this? Uh, very, very little. Uh, very, very little. I... I um... You know, I'm a fan just like everybody else, and we get scripts for the episodes we're in, and that's it. So um, when you when you, you you get a little bit of what's going on, but as you can imagine, I mean, imagine if you ha- hadn't seen any of this season, and you just, I mean, you could take a pick. Let's say you saw the. Um, well, if you saw this last episode, it would tell you an awful lot uh, because of Dallas's. Yeah. Uh, but if you saw, say, uh, episode three just by itself with the Confederados and, you know, and Peter Abernathy glitching again, I mean, y- you wouldn't know where you are. So it's kind of the same thing. You get little bits and pieces, but it's not enough to tell you what the, the bigger story is. I think that um, it, it's absolutely off the chart brilliant. Uh, I, I'm constantly amazed at uh, the writing, uh, the storytelling, the structure of the story and how it seems so mad at times, but it all just falls into place, you know, yeah. and, and, and it's easy to miss things. I literally watched every episode, I'd say at least three times last last uh, season and then before like during the run of it and then before going back to work. On season two, I, I binged the whole thing again and still caught things that I had missed. Absolutely. Really? Even in, in your scene, um, the one we're talking about with Anthony Hopkins and uh-huh. um, Jeffrey Wright, even just when you mention both creators and look at Bernard, that mm-hmm. until you go back and rewatch that, it was a little bit of foreshadowing that you just, yeah, they yeah. both they both are involved in creating the host. That's why he's angry at him. But, oh, yeah, it's... it's I mean, they've done amazing things building this show. And 
obviously as fans we love to talk about theories is that the same on set do you kind of start comparing the bits of scripts that you have and try and work out what you're doing <laughs> i don't really i know that um i've heard evan uh, i've heard jimmy simpson uh, say that evan during season one was was just brilliant at, at guessing uh what was going on and he said like eight out of eight out of ten times she would be right um i i i did not experience that because Really, the only time I worked with Evan was in the pilot uh, mm -hmm. in season one. Uh, <coughs> pardon me. Um, so no, I mean i I didn't. Um, I did. I got. I got a little bit wrapped up in in hearing the Reddit uh, theories and some of the theories about in season one. But I, you know, I didn't take any of them that much to heart uh, because I didn't realize how good the fans are at actually figuring this stuff out. Now I do know. Now I know. I uh, Many of them figured out, and I'm sorry to say, Laura, I know that you were wrong about. Um, yes. Yes, but that's okay. Still upset. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Uh, yeah. That, um, so, yeah, they figured that, uh, she, that uh, oh, gosh, her name is just escaped. Emily. Uh, Emily was, uh, you know, Man in Black's daughter. Um but then again, some people were theorizing that um, that Delos had been his memory and, and consciousness had been downloaded into Peter Abernathy. Um, and I think that's probably a moot point now after seeing last episode, would you say? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how valid that would be. I mean, Abernathy's definitely having his own problems with the amount of information. Is it 35 years of yeah. data that has been put into him? I mean, that kind of brings me on to my next question. So you mm -hmm. had that very pivotal scene with Evan Rachel Woods in episode three, um, where, you know, you're, you're glitching and she's been very caring to you. It was really the only sight of Dolores we've had this season and um, when we discussed it on the podcast yeah. we talked about how it kind of felt to us almost like someone suffering from dementia and mm -hmm. the family around them do you ever does anything like that come into your mind when you're preparing for scenes like this or are you seeing it purely from a a robot relationship kind of I I honestly view? just I honestly uh and I've I've dealt uh, my mother suffered with um, dementia before she passed and you know, um, it's a, it's God, it's a horrible thing, but I, I honestly did not approach it in that, in that manner. Uh, I, and I have heard people say that, that it was very reminiscent of dementia. And then I went back and looked at it after hearing that and, and I can see that. Uh, but no, I use my blueprint and I like to call it the blueprint for the performance is, um, is the script. And, um, uh, I, I stick, very much to the information it gives me because um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the kind of actor that has to like going through those emotions that have to think about things in the, my past that made me feel that way. I really use the script. And I, I think just over the years I've been doing this so long that you, you can flip that switch. Uh, at least I can. It, it it's um and it's 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 like it's like anything that you can you know get good at with practice. I guess uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, I love doing that kind of stuff, and it's one of the the most gratifying things about this role is that it is constantly challenging, constantly. 
Um, and I guess having a great scene partner and even Rachel Woods as well must help. Oh, well, I've had two of the best scene partners in the history of, of the world here. I mean, Anthony Hopkins, you don't get any better than that. Uh, and quite frankly, Evan's work is extraordinary because she does the same thing. She can go through those emotions just like that. And I'll tell you something in that scene, it's such a beautiful moment when, you know, I, when I recognize her and I say, Dolores, and she, she goes, you know, she stops and you can just see her, you know, daddy. And then I go, Dolores. And I, and I, and I sit up and that tear falls out of her eye. It's so beautifully lit. And I'm telling you, Every single take that happened, whether it was on me or her. And uh, she's just extraordinary. I, I tell you, uh, I can't say enough about her. And, you know, people give me a lot of kudos for, for those scenes. But you're right. You're only as good as the person you're working with. And I, I had the uh, immense pleasure and the advantage, I might add, of working with actors of that caliber. Makes yeah, a lot I mean, of difference. The cast is absolutely phenomenal in the show. I mean, everyone's doing such a great job so far. Um, yeah. Given the current climate with the, the Me Too movement as well, it must be mm -hmm. exciting to be part of a big budget series where women are front and centre. Getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> and they're yeah. getting paid. You know, they're both going to, uh, Tandy and, and Evan are going to get equal pay. I think it's starting next season, but they've at least announced it. And, um, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, you know, listen, I've, I've, there's a lot more female directors. In fact, I worked with female directors on Westworld this season. There were several female directors uh, this season, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, including Lisa Joy for the last episode. That's right. And she did a spectacular job. I mean, that, I'm pretty sure that was her first, I think that was her directorial debut. It's a hell of a debut. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would, no offense to the men out there, but I prefer working with female directors. I don't know. Just there's a, there's a sensitivity that, and a sensibility that, um, that really shines through. Um, so I think it's fantastic. I grew up in a house full of women. I have mad respect for women. Always have. So three sisters and my mom and me and my dad. <laughs> Surrounded. <laughs> um, you touched on that you hadn't auditioned um, specifically for Abernathy at the start and we found an interview with Peter Mullen um, our countryman mm -hmm. who said that he that was one of the characters that he possibly could have been playing so in an alternate reality if he had nabbed that role is there any other role in Westworld that you would quite like to have nabbed in return well sure I, I would <laughs> not have nabbed it, but I would love to have played the man in black. I mean, yeah, that, uh, but uh, no, I saw that interview. Uh, he actually uh, said that he was offered, I think he was offered the man in black and then they offered him Peter Abernathy. Uh, but he also said that he, after seeing it, he was happy. Uh, he was okay that he didn't get it or something. He, he had a, yeah, a sort he of was a really nice thing complimentary. Yeah, really yeah. complimentary that when um, when he saw you in the role, it makes losing roles like that all the better when you see how powerful uh, the performance was. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of his as well. And my gosh, what a, a brilliant work he's doing. He's done so far. I'm, I'm not even sure if he's coming back in flashbacks. I, I have no way of knowing. But that last uh, episode. <clears throat> wow. 
you know, and, and there's no question that at all that he would have been pulled off that scene beautifully. Uh, no doubt. I wonder We're if he would have done it you. with a, Oh, thank you, hon. Thank you. I wonder if he would have done it. I wonder if he would have done it with his accent. This, he, uh... Yeah, I mean, it could have been a whole different show. That's it. Dolores could have been part Scottish and it would have explained a lot of her rebellion in the end when, yeah. when she starts taking names yes. and no nonsense. We'd have, we'd have yeah. understood. Yeah, I, um, I, love, love, I love his work. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I suppose that's the joy of Westworld as well, is that you never really know which host personalities could be put into your brain so there's always a chance in the future that you'll get to play different roles within the show yeah that's absolutely i um i uh look forward to that possibility i have no way of knowing uh at this point i i don't know anything <laughs> and 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 it's fine it's fine i i actually uh, don't mind that at all i've been asked that do you i mean how is that that you just suddenly you know or put in this situation without much uh, prep. And I'm like, it's fine with me. I mean, um, I, or not knowing what's coming. I, I, as I say, I, I only need to know what Peter knows um, mm -hmm. in order to perform what they need of me. So, yeah, I, I don't mind it at all. I just, uh, yeah. Yeah. When they brought you back for season two, did the did you have any indication of how important your character would be? I mean, you've been obviously in episode three, um, big stunts all really revolving around them trying to get you back. <laughs> did you think you were coming back for this? <laughs> well, I in season one, uh, episode eight, I believe it was when when uh, Hale and Sizemore come in and download all the all the data mm -hmm. uh, in into me. I and of course that was the last episode I shot in season one. Um, I did not uh, know what happened in nine and 10. Um, but I did feel that, uh, well, you know, I mean, if he's carrying all the data, I mean, that's pretty important. It's worth billions of dollars. So he's going to be a pretty important guy. I did go up to Lisa Joy on the set that day when we were shooting that scene, gave her a hug and said, thanks for, you know, finding ways to keep me around. And she said, we got you up to some shenanigans, Lewis. So... <laughs> Uh, so I knew I was, I knew I was coming back, but I had no idea I was coming back as a, as a series regular. And so that was quite a surprise, uh, lovely surprise, and is it which I didn't find that out till just before Christmas, uh, 2016 and couldn't talk about it until it was announced, uh, in March of 2018. Do you find Wait, when, no, I'm sorry, 2017, March of 2017, <laughs> Yeah. Do you find when Westworld's on, do you have to be very careful about who you speak to and who you talk to? Or are you ever nervous that something just slips? I, you know, I'm not because uh, I'm just so conditioned, you know, very much like like Peter, I guess, like any host. <laughs> I, I'm just a good host. I just keep my mouth shut. And the truth is, is that I wouldn't. In, and when I do watch with friends and uh, I, I get invited to parties, uh, you know, viewing parties and people will. People like I was at a viewing party uh, this for this last episode and uh, last week, um, and you know they're all going. Uh, it's you know I I won't give away anything that has not already been divulged. But some of these people clearly didn't realize uh, this in in this instance because they were saying, well maybe Ford's 
this. And they kept talking about Ford still being alive and everything. And I went, Ford's dead. And they went, oh, okay. Well, look, that's from the horse's mouth. And I went, I'm not telling you a secret. Jonah and Lisa have already stated very clearly that Ford was shot through the head. And of course, we saw his rotting body there in episode two, I think it was, or was that the first? Um, no, episode two, I believe. And so, yes, he's dead. But the thing about Westworld, you can be dead, but that doesn't mean you're gone. <laughs> As we're discovering, yeah, the same, the Ford does appear to be in the clouds at the moment and keeps speaking to the man in yes. black. It, it's very exciting to see who he'll turn up as next. Well, you and, know, and that's interesting. You just, yes, it's interesting what you just said. He's in the cloud. I haven't even heard it uh, put that way, but that's a great way to put it. He is. Yeah, it's the only way it can kind of make sense in my own head yeah. <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, he's... Um, I mean, you were quite lucky as well in the first season that one of the, the key bits of dialogue, the violent delights of violent ends, was mm -hmm. one of the lines that you got to say. You must be so excited to get these scripts with all this beautifully written little bits oh. of Shakespeare thrown in. Shakespeare, John Donne, Gertrude Stein. It's it is it's it's really it's really great, and of course it forces you to do more research than you may have uh, done on some of those characters, some of those uh, those authors, poets, writers, and. Um, yeah, it is beautiful. Uh, it's beautiful. And it, and it's it's sort of gratifying to be the first one that uh, said these violent delights have violent ends. And I still don't know how Peter was programmed with that. I still yeah. don't know why Peter glitch is when he sees the photo. I mean, I have the, the we get the impression that it's because he sees this cityscape that he doesn't understand. But a lot of people were, you know, and it was a very interesting theory that, you know, seeing his, if he was Delos's conscious consciousness was in him, then he was seeing his daughter, which which made him go haywire, uh, remembering that this is somebody that. he. But again, I, like I say, I think that theory has been squelched. Um, I yeah, guess. after seeing um, James Delos in the last episode, not looking too healthy yeah. and. Then well, the question is, again. yeah, you get, yes, you get, um, you get, you, you try to follow, you know, I tell everybody when they're like, Lewis, what the heck is going on? I'm like, follow the timelines. If you can keep track of the timelines, you're going to do way uh, much better at trying to figure out what's going on and when it's going on. So Ed Harris walks in as the man in black at the end of the last episode. When, you know, when we know everything's gone to hell in a handbasket, but is he, you know, he is now aged enough to where Ed can play him, but where is that? What space of, in time is that? Could they still take that consciousness and put it into Peter Abernathy? So I don't think the, the theory is completely dead, but uh, I simply don't know. And, and the, um, yeah. yeah, go ahead. And the problem with Bernard being our narrator at the moment, being so unreliable with his memories, we just can't yeah. quite take his timeline as truth at the moment when he keeps yeah. jumping in and out. He's kind of our only guide. How so, about his role? How about that? Oh. And how about that actor? I mean, you talk about... Uh, I've been a huge fan of Jeffries since Basquiat. That's when I, he really got on my radar. And, uh, of course, uh, Mr. Narcisse and brought... Uh, Boardwalk Empire. I, I mean, he's another one that um, is 
well, you know, it just doesn't get much better than that. You, you know, this is, a, this is literally a dream job for an actor. Absolute dream. Just With, doesn't get any better. No, it's, it's magnificent. And television does seem to be having this phenomenal period where the investment's really there and all these new stories are being told. And it's, it's so exciting to just have this beautiful number of wonderful stories every week that we can jump into yeah. and then yeah like Westworld end up spending a lot of time recording podcasts over and sitting with our notepads working out timelines um, with yeah. Jeffrey and Evan was there ever any um, with hosts is there any common little touches that you have to bring into your acting was there ever anything mentioned to all of you to you know each host should have a certain maneuvers that all of you should do or are you all given the freedom to kind of add your own touches absolutely I've, I've never been given um any direction on how to be a host uh you know that's one of the beautiful things about jonah and lisa uh and the producers i feel is that uh, i'm a filmmaker as well and i and of course been an actor for a professional actor for 36 years and i i um if you cast a project correctly, if you mm -hmm. put the time and effort into casting it pr correctly, then most of your work is done. And, and Jonah and Lisa completely trust their cast. I, I can't speak for everyone, but I, I can speak for at least the, the, the other actors that I've heard say something very similar to this, is that they, you get the script and they sort of let you go. Um, I did go after doing the audition um, for Peter, uh, I went in, uh, at, you know, when I, when I first rehearsed with Anthony and, and Jeffrey and, and Jonah, and by the way, halfway through that very first, <laughs> my first experience with these men, uh, in walks JJ Abram, ha Abrams halfway through the, the, uh, rehearsal. So it was a very intimidating day, but after that it, it was fine. Um, but, um, I came back the next day or two and went through the whole scene with Jonah and Lisa doing it a hundred percent with all the glitching and all the physicality. Uh, we did it twice and I, I, I'll never forget uh, the look on, on Lisa's face. She had sort of a, you know, kind of a strained grimace and she goes, my God, that looks exhausting. And I went, it, it is exhausting. Actually, it's very physical, but it's, so much fun. So, you know, they, they didn't even give me a note. They just sort of okayed it. And so that's what I went in and, uh, and did in the audition. Yeah. They really trust the actors. They just sort of let us go. With your, your role, I suppose that's with all these different personalities, that freedom must be fantastic to oh. be crazy and angry one minute and to jump back to being relaxed and worried about your daughter the next minute. That must just be a kind of delicious opportunity as an actor to That's run wild. That's a great wild. way to describe it. That is a great way to describe it. It is delicious. It, it, um, it's like uh, the, the, the most delicious dessert you've ever had in your life, uh, you know, because, um, well, you know, it's, it's what we, it's what we live for, you know, it's what we live for. And to, to be given an opportunity, not only to, do uh that or explore those areas of yourself and and you know hope like hell they 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 work but to do it with such amazing dialogue i, I can never i don't think any actor could ever express 
or stress enough how the, how important the words are because the, in in television uh network television uh, these shows that 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 run and i'm not i'm not bashing these shows i've done many of them they're the bread and butter of many actors but the writing they have to churn these scripts out like that and oftentimes you read something you go there's that no human being would ever say that they just simply wouldn't put those words together in a sentence and it's hard to learn them when they're like that it's very hard to memorize the words that that don't feel natural so when you get dialogue that is very natural even in an un, in unnatural uh, situation as was the case with uh um dr ford that dr ford scene because by the way that scene was quite a bit longer i actually mm -hmm. got several pages two days before joan and lisa called and said we would like to add more to that you know and you know see see how it goes i was all for it but some of it i mean he was saying things that really made no sense but yet they made perfect sense in the scope of what was happening to peter um yeah so it is delicious great way to to describe <laughs> you've worked on some really big tv shows throughout your career and and now especially mm -hmm. with westworld and this fantastic part what going back what first sparked your interest in becoming an actor did you ever think that mm -hmm. you know was it four parts like this actually what sparked me to get into show business was uh the the 1968 film Stephen mcqueen film bullet oh wow um, and and i wanted to be a stuntman before i mm -hmm. became an actor i wanted to be a stuntman from the age of 12 uh all through uh the rest of well through, through high school college uh, my goal was to be a stuntman and then in the late 70s i was i had started doing uh, some modeling and I was working for in a men's clothing store and they had me do some of their ads. And then one thing led to the other and I started doing modeling and photo uh, print work and uh, TV commercials still wanted to be a stunt man, but these were things that I was just sort of, you know, given the opportunity to do. And then my agent um, at the time, his name, her name is Dee Cother and she was, my agent in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where I grew up. And one day I was in the office. She put a script in my hand. She said, read this. And I'm like, what is that? She goes, it's called The Rainmaker. It's a play by Ian Richard Nash. And they're doing it out at the little theater. And you should audition for it. And I'm like, Dee, I don't know about that. I don't know if I'm ready for something like that. You know, because I had you know, thought about acting a little bit. It started creeping into my, the lexicon of my, <laughs> my thoughts. And mm -hmm. so, um, Long story short, I went and read for one of the minor parts and I ended up getting the lead, uh, played Starbuck and, and that changed my life. That's when I realized that's what I should be doing. And within a year, I was out here in Los Angeles, um, pounding the pavements as a wannabe struggling actor. And that's how it all started. Fantastic. And we're definitely <laughs> glad that you, you took the plunge <laughs> that your oh, agent got thank to Thank you so much. I mean, it's, you've worked with some amazing people and it does, it does just seem like Westworld must be the most, you know, such fun just to, to get all these characters and to be on a show that everyone's tearing apart and trying to work out and you hold some of the secrets. It must be fantastic. 
it's it is fantastic it just literally does not get any better um and you know i'm i'm well into my career of course and um i've been i've been at it a long time i've had a nice career i've i've played a lot of great characters i've worked with a lot of great people i've worked on some really great shows but to to find this kind of success at, at this stage of the game um it's pretty it's sort of unusual i think um i think i think that a lot of people are interested in that aspect of it of, of what's happening in my career but um it's so gratifying and i always knew I'd, i would get that role i absolutely knew in my heart one day somebody's going to give you a role and it's you're going to be able to you know display the all the years of of trying to perfect your your craft and uh i'm just so grateful it, it came along i'm great okay. i'm you know who else i'm grateful to peter mullen for not accepting the role <laughs> <laughs> i think it's worked out well i wouldn't be talking you. to you right now What's i know that? i was gonna suggest if you wanted us we could hunt him down here and fight him or tell him off for trying to take your role but no i think <laughs> it's worked out well i think yeah no if you do you uh, you should have him on your show We'll try. We'll definitely try. Um, you know, it's, yeah, there's just so many fascinating characters right now. It's We want to get around everyone and just find out what do you know. <laughs> tell us yeah. what you know. Well, <laughs> I can, I can, yeah, well, let me just tell you, Laura, you, that's not going to work. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but, but you said so yourself earlier, earlier on. You, you really don't want to know. And when people ask me stuff, I say, do you really even if I, w if I told you I was going to tell you that, do you really want to know? And they're like, no, you're right. And th that's the extraordinary thing about this show is that never, I mean, I think Lost, I, I was, I, you know, I hope the JJ doesn't hear this, but I was never a, a big uh, Lost fan. I watched it a little bit and just, I, I never really got into it. But I know that there were a lot of similarities with the people trying to figure out what was happening. But to my knowledge, um, of shows I've watched. I've never watched a show that involved people as much as this one and required as much of the viewer as this show does. Really requires you to hang on every single word as well as I heard Jeffrey Wright just yesterday. I was listening to an interview that he did and he said, look at the, look at things on the walls look at things in the background symbols and and you know all of this you you just cannot ever let your guard down if you want to follow every aspect of what's going on with this show i mean it it makes my brain hurt i'd, I'd rather i'd rather do a glitching scene than try to figure <laughs> this stuff out Work out what's happening yeah even i um, obviously you mentioned the reddit boards and it's amazing how yeah. I mean, before the podcast, we'll watch the episode a couple of times, but even then we go on the internet and someone spotted one character that was in it five episodes before that are just yeah. turned up again. And you're going, how have I missed that? But yeah, it's like you say, I feel like there should be a university course, a college course, just on Westworld teaching us. I'm, I'm willing to bet that there will be one day. Oh, surely. I think, yeah. I, I think there will be. Once this show has run its course, uh, however many seasons it goes, it, it would not surprise me at all. And not I would put forward that some of your scenes definitely would be put forward in acting classes. 
I mean, oh, some of the stuff thank that you've you. been doing and the multiple personalities and the challenges that you've you've had in that in that show. Yeah, I, I hope very much that, and I think it will be. I think Westworld will be looked on fondly for many years to come. Um, one of the things that we like to do in the podcast is to just throw the question out there off so no connection put, to Peter put somebody Abernathy. on the spot yeah <laughs> no connection to Peter Abernathy you're just going in as yourself where in Westworld yeah. would you like to end up nice long weekend vacation what would you go see first wait if I went if I Lewis Hertham went to Westworld yeah is that yeah what you're asking yep you've got hmm. you've just jumped off the train you're a newcomer where would you go well, I, every red-blooded American boy and probably a lot of red-blooded Scottish boys and, 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 and French and, and uh, English and who knows, all want to be cowboys. You know, I mean, we grew up watching them. You know, it's just such a romantic and exciting time in history. So I would go straight to Sweetwater. And, uh, you know, go to the saloon, have a, now I'm not so sure I would wear the, people ask me, would you t wear the black hat or the, or the white hat? <sighs> you know, I'm a white hat kind of guy. So I don't know, maybe I would put the black hat on or at least go with the white hat first. Kind of like the guy on the train, the pilot said he went with his family, you know, had a great time, did all the, the kid stuff and then came back by himself two weeks later, went straight evil. I think he says in <laughs> best time yeah. of his life. So Build I would definitely up. go. Yeah, I'd go into the town. I'd go into the city and and try to experience what that uh, life may have been like. But you know, I one of the things that, um, and I heard the costume designer uh, talk about this, um, Sharon. She was saying that uh, you want the costumes to be authentic, but not too authentic, because it is a theme park after all. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, you're going to experience the, the old West and, and to a very high degree, but maybe not to the complete authenticity that, you know, because I mean, think about, think about what, what that must've been like the clothes that people wore and they rarely bathed and what that must've kind of been like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, not a great vacation. <laughs> it was yeah. incredibly accurate. Yeah. 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 I mean, on our show, Mac discussed that he would wear an all-white outfit, and immediately Gary and I thought to the how impractical that would be. We were sitting there going, "You can't ride a horse wearing an all-white outfit; you'll just get dirty." <laughs> like, it's, yeah. I think it'll take a while to switch our brains off into. Yeah, it, it would be white for maybe two hours, and then after that, yeah. it would be beige yeah. or or dark, or light brown. Yeah, I can't see it being a practical choice. I mean, personally, I think I'd I'd go the safe route. And like you say, build yourself up to venturing out. There's a lot of scary places in Westworld, yeah. as we've discovered. Build yes, there are. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, when you walk onto that set, the Sweetwater set, the Western town, I mean, it, it is, you feel like you're back in the Old West. I mean, it's extremely authentic. Of course, that's the same set that they use for Deadwood. Remember that mm -hmm. HBO yeah, series? Yeah, yeah. Same exact uh, place. That's wonderful. And I, with with the set being so beautifully created and your outfits being so beautifully created, I mean, I'm aware many of your first scenes, unfortunately, you had did have to be naked, so you didn't get to experience them <laughs> as much. These beautiful That's costumes. True. But does that all help get you into Helps the Westworld? Enormously, enormously. The costume 
costume, your wardrobe always uh, propels you into the character uh, in, in a big way. It's such an important part of, of the whole process. And I think that, um, I mean, I can just imagine what the, the people on shows like Game of Thrones or Vikings, um, you know, wearing the, the such authentic, you know, costumes as that. I mean, that just will thrust you into it. And then being in the, the uh, atmosphere of, in this case, the, the Western town. Yeah. It's there. It's part, it's all part and parcel of the, of the whole package of, of being able to deliver a, an authentic performance. Uh, and yes, um, being naked. Uh, yeah. That, uh, I don't know. I, I people uh, comment about, you know, oh my God, you had to do this scene and you were with Anthony Hopkins and you're reciting Shakespeare and you're naked. And I said, well, first of all, the naked part was the least of my worries because <laughs> I was very concerned about, you know, pulling this off. And they said, well, what about the Shakespeare? What did you think, you know, about reciting Shakespeare in front of one of the best Shakespearean actors alive? And I and I honestly did not even think about that because Peter isn't so much, or the professor at this point, he's not necessarily trying to be Shakespearean. He's simply using those words to get his point across. And so that's what, that's the way I looked at it. I didn't look at it. Maybe if I was trying to do some, you know, high British accent or something uh, and failing, then I would have been really worried, but I just, you know, just said it the way the professor would say it. It's so. one, yeah, it's wonderful. And I mean, thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us today. Is there oh, anything else we should look out for you? What's what's next for Lewis Hertham? Um, what's coming up? I, I have a, I, I'm in a Johnny Depp film called Labyrinth, which I don't, I, do y'all, do you guys get everything that comes out? in america pretty much yeah the, yeah pretty much yeah, yeah everything yeah. it's gotten a lot easier before we used to be months behind and we used to sit jealously just waiting for the next <laughs> oh, big thing no. to come out but i think especially with television especially with westworld now we get mm. simulcasts so they'll show us right. it at 2 a.m so that we can watch it at the same time I really think it's, wow. yeah yeah i think it's so that we don't end up getting you know it doesn't get spoiled for us yeah. anymore um, oh, so we don't great. just jump on Twitter. So yeah, all the hardcore fans can stay up till two a.m. and and watch it at the same time as you guys are watching it. Oh, that's fantastic! Which is lovely. Well, well, that is. Uh, and then as far as films, I guess y'all get y'all get the big films is pretty much the same time anybody else does it. Um, so the, this film, Johnny Depp uh, film uh, called Labyrinth, about uh, the uh, Tupac Shakur and Biggie Smalls murders. Uh, I'm not sure when that's coming out. Shea Wiggum and Johnny Forrest Whitaker, I believe, is in it. Um, and uh, <clears throat> a really wonderful film, very uh, sci-fi film called, well, it's based on the book called uh, um, Break My Heart a Thousand Times. Uh, and I think they've changed the name to I Still See You. I hopefully go back to that, the original name, which was based on the book by Daniel Waters. And it's a, just an incredible sci-fi film. And Bella Thorne, and Dermot Mulroney is in that. That's coming out at the end of this year, I believe, or maybe beginning of 19. And then a film called, a Screen Gems film called Cadaver uh, with Shay Mitchell that uh, I'm not sure when that's going to be out either. But those are three films that have yet to been re be released that 
people could find me on. And, um, Fantastic. We'll keep yeah. an eye out. And I, I would ask about Westworld season three, but we'll just we'll skip past that. We'll just get this season yeah. over with and we'll, That's we'll talk idea. about that then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks so much for taking time out. I'll let you get back to your to your delightful early life now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Laura. I really yeah. appreciate it. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And that was Peter Abernathy himself, Lewis Hertham. Really, really nice guy. We're so happy that he took the time out to chat to us. We feel really honoured that he has done so. Uh, we cannot wait to see him come back for the rest of season two. Don't forget to subscribe to Wet Westworld on the podcast service of your choice. That way you will never miss out on our next episode. We should hopefully be releasing that Tuesday or Wednesday. Really, it just depends on whenever we've recovered from seeing Shogun World. We're very, very excited. You can follow us on Twitter to see what we're up to. We are at Way Out Westworld. Until next time, we're off to enjoy a deep and restless slumber. This has been Way Out Westworld. Westworld.